Now, today is my kind of Jesus. The first miracle he performed was changing water into wine at a party. And you do realize that weddings went on for three days in those days. So that's why they saved the good wine and put the bad wine last because people after three days of drinking <laughs> couldn't tell what they were drinking anyway. And so here we go with the Jesus that is very human, the Jesus that was very much involved and concerned with every day-to-day -day thing. You know, sometimes we like to make this Jesus, this otherworldly, extraordinarily, super holy guy, who he was, of course, super holy, but he was one who was like us in all things but sin. Even the way he talked to his mother. Huh? Woman, what concern is this? Does this of yours belong have to me? <clears throat> Poor Mary. But whatever, so we get in touch with a Jesus, though, that after it wasn't his time, his hour had not yet come, but he, Mary says, do whatever he tells you, and he's, oh, okay. And then he become more concerned about doing that for another. So what an example Jesus gives us right in the very beginning of his ministry. A man for others. A man that could change his mind for the love of somebody else. And that's what he does. And it's interesting, this is just an aside, I'm not going to preach on anything really about this, but the very last words recorded by Mary in the scriptures are here. Do whatever he tells you. They're the last recorded words Mary spoke in the Bible. And it's interesting that that's how the scriptures would end with our dealing with Mary and what she said. Do whatever he tells you. And it's interesting that all the apparitions and that comes to the same thing. Do whatever Jesus tells you. So all that in the side, I want to spend time today for our purposes in the second reading. And the second reading, of course, was one from 1 Corinthians. And uh, 1 Corinthians 12, 4 and following. There are different gifts, but the same spirit. There are different ministries, but the same Lord. There are different works, but the same God who accomplishes all them and everyone. Now, what we want to do today is focus on verse 7. If you have your Bibles, underline it because it's important. <laughs> and this is especially for a charismatic parish. <laughs> Just a thought. Are we charismatic? Oh, yeah. So, to each person, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. That is what everything is given. There isn't my gifts of the Holy Spirit. They are our gifts of the Holy Spirit that are given to us for the common good of the whole body. So that everything I do, i got to be asking myself, is this the good for the whole body, the church, the church here, and us? Or is this what I like to do? Or is this what is good for everybody? Now get this. This is what the Word of God says about the gifts of the Holy Spirit, that it is given for the common good. It's kind of like the gift of priesthood. The gift of my priesthood isn't for Father Larry. Again, I've talked about this before. I cannot baptize myself. I cannot hear my confession. I wish I could sometimes and look in the mirror and say, now I absolve you of all your sins. I can't do that. I can't anoint myself. I can't confirm myself. I can't ordain myself. I can, the gift that God has given me 
is not mine at all, it's 100% for you. Even if I say a mass privately, it has to be a mass for the whole body. It has to be a mass knowing the whole body is present there in the church, in the, in the God who is the one body of the triumphant suffering and church militant, that there's still everybody there and it's everything's a community. And so the gift that I have been given, I can't use for myself. Think of that. The gift that I have been given, I cannot use for myself. It's for you. And if that's true with priesthood, so it's true with tongues and prophecy and, and uh, ministry and healing, that everything that has been given to us isn't given for you. I want to use my gift for my things. No, it is given for us. And so if that is true, if everything that you and I do is given for the common good, I, I have to always put that in my power and think, am I giving this for the common good? Am I using this for the good of the whole community? Let's keep there and let's look at more examples of this. If you go to uh, Acts, we'll go first here to Acts 2.44. Acts chapter 2.44 Again, we talked about this a couple weeks ago about the communal life. And uh, in 42, we talked about this with the men. They devoted themselves to the apostles' instructions, the communal life, and to the breaking of the bread. 43. A reverent fear overtook them all, for many wonders and signs were being performed by the apostles. Very good. Ours is 44. Those who believed share all things in common. They would sell their property and goods, dividing everything on the basis of each one's need. They went to the temple area every day, that's why we've been praying every day, every day, while in their homes they broke bread. With exalted and sincere hearts, they took their meals in common, praising God and winning the approval of the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number. That if we're going to use and if we're going to grow as a community of Jesus Christ, we use the gifts for the common good. And then we sit there and we build up the body and use everything that I got for love of you. And everything you got, you give for love of me and for love of the person next to you. To build up the body of Christ. Another passage here in Acts 4.32. <laughs> and if we get this, I will be praising God for all eternity. Chapter 4 of Acts, verse 32. <laughs> you ready? Yeah. The community of believers were of one heart and one mind. <laughs> Praise God. The community of believers were of one heart and one mind. That we do everything as a body. And we do it in accordance with, like, first of all, us with our Holy Father. That we always acknowledge and support what our Holy Father teaches. You know, nowadays it's kind of cool, isn't it? If the Holy Father says one thing, you say, well, he's just stupid. You know, I hear it all the time, not from our community, I know, praise God. But the reality is, is that we've got to be one heart and one mind with our Holy Father. One heart and one mind with our bishop. That we've got to be one heart and one mind with one another. Because again, we're called for the common good. Again, in John 14, as we're going to be talking about this Wednesday at the, at the, uh, the breaking down the walls, Lord, may they be one. The Lord calls us to a unity of heart and mind, and a unity that expresses itself in our community. 
And then just to confirm all that, let's go always to the last passage for today, which I love and which I've used a thousand times, but just because I thought it fit in so well. Philippians chapter 2, of course, and it says, Never act out of rivalry conceit. Rather, let all parties think humbly of themselves, of others as superior to themselves, each of you looking to others' interests rather than your own. Jesus, who has given us so much as a community, who loves us so much as the first reading tells us, has given all that we have that we can put it at the service of one another. And that you and I got to be looking and thinking, do I do what I do for the service of another? Have I used the gifts that God has given me totally for others? And that's not just the spiritual gifts. All the money you got has been given to you for others. You know that. They held everything in common. All the gifts you have, not just the spiritual gifts, but if you can talk, if you're a if you can draw, whatever you've been given, if you're a guitar player, whatever it is, has been given to you for the body of Christ. Everything that you got, everything that I got, has been given for others. Now, it doesn't mean we can't keep what it has, what we have. In fact, it takes use it and then use it for others. It's like, it's kind of like this. It's like I give you a million dollars and I say, this money is yours. You can do with it as you will. But make sure that when I give you this million dollars, that those people over there that are starving, that you take care of those people also. And you say to me, is this mine? Yes, it's yours. Is it a gift? Yes, it's yours. Okay. And you pocket it and you spend it all on yourself. People do that constantly. And yet, it was given to you for others. Huh? And, you know, in my life, I have to often think about that. My money, do I take the money that I get, which isn't much, huh? And do I spend it on others? Do I give it away? The talents in that that I have, I, little that they are, do I take them and use them all for others? Or I just care about me and my wants and my needs and my desires? Everything that has been given to me and to you has been given to us for others. Period. But what are you doing with the gifts you got? Are you using them? For others and I would say most of you are most of you are but some of us aren't so let's think about how I live am I concerned about my wants my needs my family or am I more concerned about the community at large just a challenge but we're all oh, I am concerned about me a lot too don't take this as a oh, it's me too it's all of us okay May each of you know God's love today and forever. Amen.